My next guests are an up-and-coming pop band out of Seattle. The group consists of Thompson, Hudson, Ellie, and Maya. Their debut single, Bad For You, is out now. It's my pleasure to introduce them. podcast everyone today i'm with a very special guest the one and only ellie i don't know your last name van ellie van and this will be part one part one of a part two podcast because you have a four-member band and am i correct that you're like the lead singer no i'm not i mean we're all multi-instrumentalists so each song there's going to be a different lead singer different lead guitarist stuff like that so how did the band come together then so we all took private lessons at Mode Music Studios in West Seattle, which is a really cool like underground music school ran by all working musicians. You got Eva Walker there, um, Grant Mullen and Gianni of Naked Giants, talk, uh, Leela from Taco Cat, like all these local working musicians who are teaching um, music lessons to all ages. And so we were all taking private lessons there individually. And then we were like recruited to this weekly rock band class where we like just covered songs and Eva Walker was the teacher. And so we started covering songs together and the rest is history. <laughs> were you guys friends at that point or were you guys just doing this program and then? Um, No, we had no idea who each other were. I mean, like we were all in West Seattle. So Thompson and Hudson, they went to the same school together, I think at the time. But I don't think that they were as close or talked as much before this weekly group class we did. God, and when when was this weekly group class? Was it like the past year or so? Because you just put out your recent no, single. No, it was like four years ago, actually. So we were together wow. quite a while um, covering our favorite songs and just kind of messing around just once a week for like an hour. And then, you know, COVID happened and we were kind of sick of covering songs <laughs> and uh, Thompson brought her first original song to the band and we kind of started playing together and that's when we realized like we want to make music together we're we're done with this we don't need a wow. class to do it we don't need anybody else but ourselves so why were you taking the class in the first place <laughs> well it was good 
practice to learn how to work with other people because you know you're not really taught that ever throughout your life you're kind of just thrown with a group of people and playing music with other people is completely different it's it's foreign to being a musician who just plays piano and performs for other people or mm. you know whatever that may be so how long have you been doing music then has it just been four years or no me personally i was thrown in classical piano lessons when Ooh. i was five years old did you hate it or did you like uh, oh it? i fucking hated it so <laughs> i i had to do that for like 10 i think i took piano no i'm all the way messed up i took classical piano lessons from like age five to 11 or 12 and then i discovered mode music studios the music school and i started like using the knowledge i applied from classical piano lessons into learning my favorite pop songs and that's kind of where it started and then i picked up guitar drums bass all that stuff so how would you describe your like band sound is it a pop band or it's definitely like a pop rock band i would say Okay, and how did how did that come to be? Like, what is your inspirations for music? Is it more from rock, or is it more from pop? Mm. Is it just did you really just blend it together, or do you lean more <clears> one? I I think I personally lean more pop for my inspirations right now for the band. Like, I'm loving Olivia Rodrigo right now, oh, and like, <laughs> and there was like nobody that we could kind of compare ourselves to. Um, Wait, can you what can you tell me about Olivia Rodrigo? I think everyone. What do you mean? Everyone thinks she's just like an industry plant. No one knows who the hell she is. No. And her music's like, there's nothing, I don't know what's so exciting about her music. Wow. Got a hater in here. I'm not a hater. I just. <laughs> I think her producer is really dope and that's a lot of what Whoa, it whoa, is. whoa, whoa. See, whenever you have to bring up a producer first, <laughs> then you know it's an industry plant. There we go. Uh, she's still dope. Her whole like, um... Her whole theme and her whole, she's got a whole vibe going on. What's her vibe? Nobody to describe it. I'm seeing, I'm seeing no one's really invested into this lady, but they say they are. That's what's crazy to me. No, that's, I think that she came out of nowhere with driver's license in yeah. like June of last year. Nobody knew who she was. Like, I guess she was on that high school musical show, but I, nobody knows what that is. But, um, it's a plant. She's making good music right now, and I... Every guy in the world will say she's a plant. I don't know about that. It's okay. You guys aren't <laughs> plants, though. That's, what, that's all that matters. There we go. So is there... Are you connected with a lot of the stuff that's happening in West Seattle, like Totem Star or anything like that? We don't have anything going on with Totem Star, no. We're basically just straight out of mode. We have nothing to do with School of Rock, either. That's completely <laughs> different. Um... Um, but we're still working with a lot of the Mode Music Studios teachers um, on a like weekly basis, getting um, their help and advice with our music. And so is Mode for kids or like what is it? No, it's for all ages. It's literally for everybody. There's people from like four years old to like eighty taking lessons there. Wow. And is Eva yeah. Walker the girl from Black Tones? Or no? Yeah, okay. Eva Walker's in the Black Tones. I just call them the Black Tones. I don't even remember their and names. And the bassist Brandon Bermudez is also working in mode as well. And you told me you're like, you run their social media? Black, yeah, I the Black do, Tones? I do social media for the Black Tones, uh, Warren Dunes, Apology Wars, Seattle Secret Shows. Um, What's Seattle Secret Shows? Is that like Toe Jam or something? No, it's like an underground. Have you heard of... It's basically like a, they were a little bit more active pre-COVID, 
but uh, it's like a venue, but it's all over Seattle at different locations. Like, have you ever heard of a yeah, speakeasy? It's, it's like Toe Jam. Have you, do you know what Toe I don't know. I don't know what Toe Jam is. Oh, shit. Toe, toe Jam <laughs> is like the rap version of what you're talking, I'm guessing. Cool. That's cool. like, that's where like Little Mosey or rappers from mm. the scene will show up and then they're like a special guest or like if some big rapper's touring in Seattle, then he'll every once in a while talk, like pop into Toe Jam. Oh, that's really cool. Weird name though. Yeah, I didn't know about that. And there's like an RSVP list, so. Awesome. So tell me, so Secret Sunday, which Secrets. Seattle Secret Shows. Okay, it's just like that, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think that there's just like a bunch of people who just love going to live music. Um, they buy tickets to the shows. They have no idea who's going to play, and they show up at some, you know, random venue that is not usually a venue, whether that's like a store or like a wow. library. And... They get to see an awesome artist, whether they know who it is or they don't. And how do people find these shows? Like, how can they sign up if they're an artist? Um, you can contact them if you want to play these shows. I think they're just getting back into it right now um, because of COVID. Obviously, it's been really hard, especially with private uh, events, gathering people. But um, Uh-oh, do you have something in your throat? A little bit. That's okay. <laughs> Let's clear it out on here. <clears throat> <laughs> there we go. And you just performed your guys' first show as a band or just first show in general? Or? Uh, first show since releasing music. That's what a lot of people are getting wrong. Okay, uh, it's me actually, too. <laughs> it's actually really funny. Um, on KEXP, they've been playing our song Bad For You on KEXP a lot lately. I think we're at like 20 plays. It's Thank crazy. You. But they said that we've been a band for a year. And I'm like, what? No. So we were playing shows way before covid we were in this program called more music at the more i don't know if you're familiar with that i have not there's so many programs you're just telling me about <laughs> that i do not know of. uh it's like a young artist development program through seattle theater group who runs uh the paramount the more and the neptune theater Ooh. um and so we did this program for about three months where we were working with other artists representing the pop genre ourselves and there was probably 10 other artists representing their genre and we um, basically were preparing for this huge show to play at the Moore Theater that was, I think it was almost sold out. Ooh. And then two days before we're supposed to go on the stage to play, we get the news that Governor Jay Ansley put Seattle in lockdown. So it was a live stream. Damn. Um, and how'd that turn out? How, how are live streams in Seattle? Has there been a successful live stream? Um, I think the more music at the more live stream was a success. There were... Uh, couple thousand there and way Ooh. more people than would have been there than if it was in person because people were so scared at that point so i think that live streams have definitely gotten a lot of people to attend shows who normally wouldn't that's dope yeah so from the pop side or as a pop band in general i guess or pop pop rock i i just was telling you guys i went to like a pop retreat and like i'm learning i feel like i'm i'm about to be the pop artist savior of Seattle. So just <laughs> pop artists, just wait. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm taking a break from hip hop for a little bit. Yeah. So, um, thank you for being on the show, but <laughs> of course. Do, do you feel like there is a pop scene in Seattle? Cause when I went to this like retreat, it kind of felt like these guys only knew each other and they were forming their own community around pop artists versus being accepted by other genres or venues. Even I, don't think that we're really aware of any bands similar to making any bands p 
period, or any bands in Seattle making the music that we're making. Um, and maybe it's because of our age or whatever that may be that, you know, makes us different from them. But I don't think that there's much of a pop music scene in Seattle right now, no, mm. that we know of. So, so when you guys are connecting with artists, is it usually older artists that are part of mode or whatever? Or like, uh, it's definitely older artists um, who, you know, you hear on KEXP, Northwest, so stuff like that. You don't hear a lot of younger bands on there at all. I mean, and why do you think that is? I don't know. Maybe they're not seeing the resources for mm. that. But there are so many resources in Seattle for young artists. It's yeah. crazy. Damn. Just got to look for them. How what do you think the first step for looking? Do you think artists should just look up resources for Seattle <laughs> artists? Or what, what? No, I think that you got to go straight to the source. You need to hit up these local artists who are playing the Neptune and the Moor and what if you're the like Showbox. A, what if you're like a basement or like a bedroom artist and you just have no, you have no idea what to do to get into the scene? Hit them up. Literally... What I found out in this past year, you could message anybody on Instagram, anybody, and the worst thing you're going to get is a no or no reply. Damn. Very true. Yeah. The internet is your friend, I guess. Absolutely. So do you care that you're not really connecting with people of your guys' age group or like how does that make you guys feel as a band? Hmm. I definitely think there's been specific programs where we have connected with people our age um, but it's just been a little bit hard because it's not the same. They don't always have the same vision as us or same ideas as us because it can be a little bit limiting being a young artist and having those dreams, I feel like, with people we've met at least. But we feel like we could do anything. Hell yeah, because we're young. We can do anything. Exactly. <laughs> we're, the, we're the new era of Seattle. I don't think people will realize that yet. <laughs> right. So how old is everyone? I'm 19. Okay, we'll start with you. Everyone, part two will be everyone else. <laughs> so there we go, right there at being 19 and you're working with these older artists. What do you do if they're like, hey, you want to open up for us at a show and it's like 21 plus? Or like, have you had any instances where you can't stay oh at a show? Or Oh my God. I, I mean, I've been, I feel like I've been in Seattle's music scene since I was 15. Like, I, what I didn't mention is I worked at Mode Music Studios, the music school for three or four years and i've been doing social media for the black tone since i was 15 so wait they let a 15 year old run there I yeah guess that makes... they weren't paying me at first but <laughs> <laughs> that was like an internship trying it out and then i was doing really well so they let me you know get more serious about it and actually my first like big opportunity with that is they asked me to do press at their show at capitol hill block party Ooh. at numo so i got my three-day pass to go at Capitol Hill Block Party. I'm all excited. I got my camera. I'm going into Numos to take pictures and I am not allowed in because I am 16 years old or whatever I was at the time. And I was so upset. I'm like, how are you going to do that to me? How are you going to just let me make me leave? Like, I could show you anything to prove. But like, age is such a barrier. And with what you're asking about, um, people asking us to play shows we got asked to play a show at barboza like a month ago mm. but then they're like oh we realize that you guys are too young so never mind um so i think that that is honestly what seattle's music scene needs to work on the most is making things i don't know what it needs to happen if laws need to change but <laughs> you gotta 
include everybody. <laughs> so do you think, like, I'm still tapping into the pop scene. I'm still tapping into, like, the band scene here. Mm-hmm. Are there bands that have been blowing up from Seattle recently? Or is it more like, when I'm looking at the overall picture, I've only been seeing, like, hip-hop artists that have really been getting, like, million-dollar deals. Like, I know the Black Tones are cool, but I don't, and I had them on the podcast, mm-hmm. and I noticed them because they're on this, like, lineup with Macklemore or that, whatever that, um, there was some fundraiser thing they were doing over the pandemic. Mm, was, uh, the Amazon thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I reached out to some artists on there, and then I saw the Black Tones. Mm-hmm. But um, that's Seattle. I don't know, like, how big of an impact they really have outside of Seattle or any other bands for that matter that is true uh naked giants is the first one that comes to mind they just announced today they're playing ohana fest in um california with i think it's in la somewhere near la and they're playing with pearl jam who's headlining the festival so i'd say that's definitely really big out of seattle they went on tour with car seat headrest um who's like an indie rock band i don't know if you've heard of them i have not um, I'll learn though. So, I, yeah, I think that there's uh, several big names. I don't know if you're familiar with Paris Alexa. But she, are you talking, yeah, Paris Alexa. I know, she's not pop, but she's definitely different than the people you're talking about. I well, think. also, but if you think about it, she came up with the hip hop community. That is true. That's true. She was in the, she wasn't in the residency, was she? Oh, shit. I don't know, actually. I don't know. I don't know. But she definitely came up with the, like the Campanas, yeah, and all those guys. Um, yeah, I don't know, so, but are bands getting major deals yet? In like, I, are they look? Are people people outside of Seattle think that Seattle is like Nirvana still? But when it actually comes to like record labels and people coming to look for artists, are they looking at these bands and or? Well, these bands don't want record deals. Is the thing you got to think about. Like, I don't think that if we got a record deal right now, that we would want it honestly and i think that that's part of the difference is that we're so diy and all about doing it ourselves right now and i think we will be for a lot longer at least especially since i'm getting my degree in entertainment business right now Mm. um so i'm like super into it but i think when you talk to these artists they are super anti-label and that's kind of the difference there but then where the where does the money come from shows the tour well, i don't know shows and merch see i'm trying to find people i want to find a way where people can just be happy making music but they don't have to worry if, like about like a nine to five job and i mm-hmm. feel like so many people just get in seattle at least like when i went to la that was craziness to me I like artists work mm-hmm. that's like <laughs> artists a lot of artists in la whether they're big or not they're so tapped into the music scene that they can have their own like promotion companies where they're throwing events Whoa. for bigger artists or like they're making merch not only for themselves but other people and they like a lot of artists have their own studios that they rent out to other people and things like that we don't really see that here in seattle and i feel like i'm just trying to figure out if there's one community that knows what the fuck to do or, <laughs> or not but I, it's cool that i love i love music and i love people that make music but where the fuck is the cheese i think a lot <laughs> of them like i feel like i've seen or teaching they're going to teaching what they know like and you could talk to so many music teachers they had no experience before teaching at the school that they're teaching at before now like they just kind of were thrown into it and it's made them a better musician by teaching people and i think anybody could say that and apply it to anything that teaching makes you better at what you do well what's, what's success to you right now what's success to me yeah 
um just being happy and making music honestly i mean the money you got to make money you got to pay rent but none of these people next to me have to worry about that yet there's (laughs) i guess we haven't talked about how old they are yet but we'll get into that (laughs) it's just me worrying about the money stuff right now so Um, so what was the decision for you and destin to move i talked to destin a little bit about it but like to move to la well i before the pandemic was supposed to move to new york and for school for school i was supposed to go (laughs) i was supposed to go to the uh god the new school for a strategic design and management degree i was all set pandemic happened they're like no we're not going to lower tuition or anything and you got to still just be in your dorm and do online school i'm like i'm not going to do that and of course i met destin and i was like well he told, me, he told me your guys' backstory. That's the most funniest shit I've ever heard. Oh, God. Yeah. Tune into the Ambient Village <laughs> episode for the story of how we met. <laughs> um, but he, yeah. So Dustin had always had dreams of going to L.A. He always wanted to be in L.A. His sister lives in L.A. She's super awesome. She works for Face Clan. What's uh, Face Clan? Oh, the, the fucking video game guys? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. So Chanel, sister, she's awesome. Um, and she's always, she's lived in LA for quite a few years now. And so we're always talking to her mm-hmm. and, um, I have kind of thought about LA. I didn't apply to any colleges in LA at first. Cause I was like, I need to get as far away out of Seattle as possible. I'm sick of this. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, things changed and I was, we're getting out of the pandemic. I was kind of looking at schools in LA I found the Los Angeles Film School where I will just be finishing my degree. I already have a two-year degree in uh, business. And so I'm transferring there. I'm going to be working online for music school, doing marketing and social media. And Dustin's going to transfer his job and be making music. So it just Uh, all kind of fell into place, I feel like. So are you able to make most of your money doing like social media management and things like that? Yeah. So I've never had a job that didn't involve music that's exciting ever and i want to keep it that way so um yeah in la i'll be working from home doing my social media and marketing wow life and then going to school do you think do you think it was because your parents pushed you into music or like how do you think you got this did i say thought think i don't know (laughs) whatever i said was not think but think you got this like mindset i i think a lot of it has to do with that i started working at a music school i didn't start working at I don't know, McDonald's or something <laughs> like that, which is going to have, you know, its ups and downs throughout my working journey that I've never had like a shitty job. That's awesome, though. Um, I've had a variety of jobs that involve music more or less, you know, but but um, yeah, I, I think it's really great. I'm really excited about it. How do you decide who you're going to pick up to manage their social media? Oh, I just be messaging everybody on Instagram like... Yo, I see you got a million streams, but you got like a thousand followers. So like what's going on there? So you have like an elevator pitch for people. Oh, yeah. Can I hear it? (laughs) It's just like a (laughs) message like, hey, like I'm a big fan of your music. Um, I love this song specifically. Like, oh, God, what's their name? There's this newer band. They haven't got back to me yet. But that there's this newer band from Chicago, I think. I think. Don't quote me on that. They have this dope song called Rosie that I have been bumping with Destin and I was just honest with him I was like I love your song Rosie um 
I'd be listening to it with my boyfriend all the time. And I was surprised to go on your account and see you have no story highlights. You have a thousand followers and you post every other month. Like, let me help you. I'll charge you a couple hundred a month and I will transform your Instagram and it'll it's be good for the both of us. So, Wow. What are some tips for people who don't want to pay someone to be their social media manager? Like, what are things they can do themselves? Well... Actually, just did an article with Yamaha about Ooh. tips for artists to improve their social media. So, like, right after the bat, like, utilize your Instagram story highlights. That is so big, and a lot of people don't think of that. Um, two is engage with people. People want to see um, that you care about what they're saying to you, and and they they appreciate you, and you appreciate them back. Um, what else? Do you need to like pay for promotion to grow your social media? I think a lot of people are like wary of doing that or using like whatever app that you can pay. But then sometimes you get bots versus real followers. Or like, do you, is paying at for ads is that worth it, or can you grow everything organically without? Uh, you need a little bit of both. You definitely need. For what I've found this past year is you need money to blow up. Mm. You just do. You got to do playlisting somehow. And a lot of people are like so anti-playlisting. But like you do playlisting and pay like 100 bucks for the first 20,000 streams or whatever that are still organic because you're just getting on like pop playlists or whatever. And then the fucking 100,000 streams after that are real fans who want to follow you. So it's just building that reputation for yourself. Um, And yeah. So where can they find this article you wrote? Um, it's called, oh God, put, we'll put it in the bio. Yeah, put it in the bio. Uh, it's on y- Yamaha, like tips for artists. There um, you go. Do you have any final words for Seattle and, uh, just no. up and coming artists in the area? Literally just utilize the people around you. I think is the most important thing. Message your favorite artists, message everybody and ask for help and ask for their advice and see what you can do for them and what they can do for you and the worst you can get is no reply and what's the easiest way for people to reach you instagram at e-l-l-i-e-v-n-n there we go this is the nas podcast with ellie van welcome back to the podcast everyone today i'm with three very special guests from the band them right in front of me we have thompson and then next to Thompson, we've got Maya. And then next to me, we have Hudson. I got it right this time. <laughs> so how old is everyone here? I'm. <laughs> Ellie made a point that she said she's like way older than all you guys or something. Well, I'm 16. I'm 19 like Ellie. Okay. And I'm also newly 16. Happy birthday. <laughs> a few months ago, but thank you. <laughs> so I want to hear all of your guys' backstory class origins. We'll start with you, Thompson. Okay. So I started kind of like Ellie with piano, but I started with the person who, sa- who started Mode in her basement. Her name is Erin. And um, <laughs> how did that happen? Oh, uh, well, she used to just do piano lessons out of her basement with like one of her friends. And I started taking lessons there. And then I took piano lessons until they got a, like their space that they have now. And I took guitar and ukulele. And well, I didn't take bass until someone had to learn it with our band because nobody knew how to play <laughs> bass. And I took guitar for like 
two years maybe, not even. And then I joined the this band. So So you were in a different band before or this is your first band? I was in a band. Uh, it was uh, another like collaborative class type thing and we played shows, but it was low key and we didn't really it was just for fun. We were like young. So it wasn't a big deal. And what's the point of playing the ukulele? Like, does anyone use that in music or is that just... <laughs> it's just for fun. I think they start, <laughs> they start like with kids like, who want to learn guitar. They start with ukulele because it's easy to like understand the concept of a guitar, like mm -hmm. picking and strumming and like using your fingers for chords. There we go. Next mm -hmm. we got Maya. Well, I started with piano. My first instrument was piano. And I started taking lessons when I was like, it was it was 2008, so I was very young. And um, I had different piano teachers, but I started playing drums when I was doing the summer week-long mode music, like band camps um, every summer. And I would play drums for fun during those. And like I say, I accidentally learned how to play drums. <laughs> then I started taking lessons and it got better. And I've also played ukulele for a long time. Um, and I started playing guitar in 2020. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Next, we got Hudson. Yes. Um, so I was really inspired to start learning um, instruments by Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> I was super into her as like a little kid. And for Christmas, I asked for a red glittery guitar like she has mm. in her red tour and so i was really into that and my dad actually taught me how to play guitar um started you know i got the guitar in third grade but fifth grade was when i really like got into it um and then just from there like i couldn't stop uh learning new instruments and i would pick up anything i could get my hands on ukulele bass i played violin for school but that's kind of you know not my favorite anymore um i played bass before thompson joined the band but so yeah oh wait so people have joined the band at different times or? yeah kind of i would say we weren't even really like a band until Thompson joined. There has been a few people that have come and gone. Um, uh -oh. <laughs> yeah, but not um, to name names. <laughs> yeah, it it's it. Yeah, Thompson joined probably like maybe a year and a half after we had been playing together, and she seamlessly joined right in. It was yeah. Do you think this will always be an all-girl band, or have you ever had like a guy in it, or? Um, no, we've definitely collaborated with, like, guy artists, for sure. Um, but, like, as for band members, we'll probably stay all female. There we go. And didn't Destin produce your guys' first song? Yes. Mm -hmm. We did. love working with him. He's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how does someone produce a band song? Like, I thought the band produces the music. Like, how does that work? Well, I guess, um... We like write the music and we like collaborate together. Like someone will bring in a song and then Hudson will play bass like after I bring in the song on guitar. But I think Destin really makes it a whole by like allowing us to hear it from an outside perspective and then produces it by like, hey, you should do this. Like it'd be cool if Maya's drum part had like, I don't know what 
different things are on drums, but, you know, just helping us kind of redirect. Mm -hmm. To bring up Olivia Rodrigo again, um, (laughs) I think that there's a lot less producing that has to go on for a band, especially when we've already been playing our songs for a while. We know what the songs sound like. We know what we like on the songs. Um, It's mostly recording, and he definitely has, like, a lot of really good ideas that, like, oh, we should add something here. We should do something with this that, like, we never would have thought of. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, I think for single artists, it's a lot more producing required. Like, Olivia will write a song on piano, and they'll turn it into, you know, they'll write and produce the rest of the song. But we already have the rest Mm -hmm. of the song. They'll just make it sound complete and more, like, together. Not to belittle his job. Like, he definitely, like, has a lot of... He, like, mixes and masters it, basically. Yeah. 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 And are you guys all Olivia Rodrigo fans, or...? I like her music. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Why? Why do you guys like her music? <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess it's just... Re- I don't know. It's there, relatable. Just, right there. <laughs> it's relatable, and it's just like something different. She's young, and so it's like good. It, it inspires us to like look up to her and be like, oh, like we can do that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's catchy. It's yeah. good. I mean... Boo, that stuff melts your brain. (laughs) So Maya, can you guys all read and write music? Because I know there's some artists that can't even (laughs) read music and they somehow are playing music. Yeah, I mean, as for reading music, I'm not very good at it. I play by ear mostly. I never really read music. I I mean, I can't. I'm just extremely slow at it. Mm. Um, But I don't know if you guys read music very well. I mean, I can read piano. Yeah. I can figure out guitar and like whatever else, but piano mainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty DIY'd in my instrument like learning, but the only I can read sheet music because of my violin lessons, like classically trained in that way. Um, so I, I can read music. I don't do it often though. Well, and you guys are all in school right now, or mm-hmm. we're about to be juniors. Oh, what's cool? West Seattle. Okay. Are you guys famous at your school yet? For being in a band or? <laughs> no. No. We're not <laughs> cool kids. No. <laughs> Just wait. People will be like, oh shit, I went to school with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's cool. So how do you guys feel about Ellie moving to LA? I mean, I'm sad, but I know that she's going to succeed there and that I trust Destin and her to try their hardest to connect us with our own music that they're going Mm -hmm. to be producing. Yeah, I mean, I've said this before. She's definitely a hard worker. And if there's a will, like, there's a way. And Ellie will find that way. Um, Like, I don't think anybody, I don't think any other bandmate could. Like, if Ellie can make it work. If someone can make it work, it it would be Ellie. Awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have a project you're going to release before... She leaves? Oh, well, she leaves this week, or is it next week, huh? She, this Thursday, yeah. Is this something you guys are promoting, though, or does anyone even really know? Is it, Am I talking about her moving and no one knows? Or? Well, I, I think, I don't, are you fine with everyone knowing that you're moving? I don't think she really... Oh, we said it at our show. Yeah. It's not yeah. like a secret. Okay. Yeah. So are you guys going to be working on your own music at all, then, while she's in L.A.? Or, like, do you guys... I mean, like, I think... For me specifically, I don't know about them. I'll be writing songs for the band so that we can work on together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will never stop writing. and We'll have a ton of extra material that we can pick up and... Use or not use. Yeah. yeah. And are you guys able to connect with people your guys' age who make music also? Or how has that been for you? I know Ellie said you guys 
she hasn't yeah. really at least i mean we know a lot of like i feel like more single artists we know like a, a few bands but they don't really play the same style as us mm-hmm. it's still cool to like collaborate and talk to them but yeah honestly but. there's <laughs> i mean there's not a lot of like 16 year olds doing what we're doing right um but you know there i feel like more music at the more was probably our biggest opportunity to like find and connect with young artists who are doing what we're doing even i was the youngest person there though i was 15 at the time uh, but still like similar age uh was good but other than that not really do you guys have mentors or are you guys just doing your band now or do you have people that help you learn instruments or write music better or we used to. Um, that was Eva's job when she was mentoring oh. us in our band. She would help us, you know, make our songs sound good or help us with instruments or parts. Um, but I don't think the majority of us take individual lessons and we don't take group lessons anymore. Okay. So. And where do you guys practice then? Do you have like a house or do you go to like the mode place or what? Well, do you want to? I mean, we practiced at my house over quarantine. Um, I have an electric drum kit, so... It was, it worked. Um, I think we definitely prefer acoustic drums though, just so mode music after hours is where we usually go when they're not (laughs) having band lessons. Um, But yeah, I would like to upgrade my band room so we could have that like at Mm -hmm. any time of the day. It would be nice to have. Hell yeah. And what do you think each person here, say what makes you stand out in the band. So start with Hudson. (laughs) What makes me stand out? Um, I'm the quirky one. No, <laughs> I'm not like other bandmates. <laughs> no, I would say I'm a bit of a risk taker, and that's definitely balanced out within the band. But um, yeah, I I say that's what makes me stand out. There we go. Now you, Maya. I, I guess I, I don't know. I like to think of myself as a steady force. Like I'm kind of just keeping the rhythm going, kind of mm-hmm. kind of quiet in the background, but um, still. Heartbeat. Yeah. There we go. Um, I have no idea. I was going to say that I was tall as a joke. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that I like to work with like Hudson and stuff when she's writing songs to help like with ideas or just like, I don't know, collaboration. I have no clue. Hell yeah. What are your guys' goals in the next few years? Are you guys going to be going to college or do you hope that you guys blow up and don't have to go to college or like... <laughs> Well, that's always a hope. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, definitely college. Um, Just like as an artist, I've we've learned that having a plan B is like necessary. Um, You know, things never go to plan. Um, So, yeah, college, I haven't really thought about. It scares me, but it's definitely like on the horizon for me. There we go. Maya? Yeah, I mean, I'm planning on starting college this fall after Ooh. taking a gap year. Where at? Uh, Seattle Pacific University. Ooh, that's a nice school. Yeah, I'm excited. What are you going to be learning? Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't really know yet, <laughs> but I'll figure it out. There we go. Um, I don't really know exactly what I want to do, but college for sure is in my future, I hope. And just being happy with making music, I think, is really important to me. Hopefully with the band still. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And what is some advice that you each have for up-and-coming artists, creators, influencers? I'll start with you, Thompson. Okay. Um, I say 
like making connections with people in your community that are musicians is so vital to creating music and just finding shows like for everything like the amount of people that we have talked to before like sending our or before like releasing our song like we recorded it and we sent it to so many different artists that we had connections with and hoped that they would give us advice which they did and I think that greatly changed our songs so wow Maya um oh yeah. and actually before I just cut you off. I didn't no, cut you off. What is the easiest way to reach you, Thompson? Oh, my Instagram, Thompson Whitehead, T H O M P S O N W H I T E H E A D. There we go. Now, Maya? Well, I would say um, it really helps a lot to work with the people around you, like on a small and large scale. You have to be willing to work with the people in your band if you're in a band, and you have to be willing to work with the people that can help you and be willing to help them. And, you know, it's a, there's reciprocation in the, in the music industry. And at the end of the day, music's all about having fun. And <laughs> it's easy to get caught up in the stress of everything, but, like, there's nothing compared to um, stepping on stage and playing a show. Hell yeah. What's the easiest way to reach you? Um, Instagram, which is M-A-I-A underscore S-C-H-I-N-K-E-L. There we go. Now, Hudson? I would say don't be afraid to just, like, send it like put yourself out there um it can be scary I don't think like like two years ago I would not imagine myself where I am today like with this amazing group of people with the NAS podcast (laughs) (laughs) um but like send that text reach out to that artist like kind of connects what everyone to like what Ellie has been saying and what everyone has been saying but like do like it it get out of your comfort zone because it will benefit you and maybe not in the moment, but it will um, help you. There we go. What's the easiest way to reach you? Yeah, on Instagram at Hudson Steer, just Hudson and then S T E E R E. There we go. This is the NAS podcast with Hudson and Maya and Thompson. And this is the hard one. And you guys are. Bye. Bye.